Did you know that the ancient Romans used to use human and animal urine as mouthwash? It's true. When left out long enough, urine decomposes and becomes ammonia. And do you know what washes the stains off of teeth? Ammonia. Incredibly industrious or incredibly gross? Did you know that only a few decades ago, students regularly rolled mercury around on tabletops in science classes? Don't believe me? I'm quoting now from a document that teaches mercury safety in schools from the ATSDR, the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, which operates within the U.S. Health Department. This illustrates just how common it was. Quote, Science teachers often use mercury during experiments in class. You might even remember playing with it when you were a kid. End quote. There's no fingers to point. We didn't know any better in the 70s and 80s. But now, once again, according to the ATSDR, the protocols for taking care of a mercury spill at a school are pretty rigorous. Educators are told to empty the room, close it off, and air it out. Once, it was a sparkling, wondrous teaching tool. Now we know it can be deadly. These types of shifts and norms always get me wondering what people will look back at centuries from now and shake their heads in dismay. They had cars they actually had to drive. They really slept with their cell phones. They really believed they had the universe all to themselves. Does that thought put a bad taste in your mouth? Or have you been gargling with urine? I'm Heather Matthews, and this is The Divide. First and foremost, this is the second installment in this series, so if you haven't listened to episode one, stop right now and check it out before venturing any further. When we last left off, I had shown you half of meeting number one, the first of three tapes sent to my door. On it, an old friend named Stephen is interrogating another man named Adrian Fermi at Schriever Air Force Base in Colorado. As far as modern technology is concerned, this Adrian Fermi is a ghost. Stranger still... This man somehow knows everything about Stephen, and yet, Stephen doesn't know him at all. Adrian describes waking on the side of the road outside Colorado Springs and walking back into town. Stephen, who I've always known to be the most rational, level-headed guy in the world, is clearly emotional and bewildered on the tape. There was a time when I would have half-jokingly called him my rock. Yet here, the cracks are showing. The first time I listened to this conversation, only one question fired across my brain over and over. What does Adrian Fermi want, deep down? As he continues to question Fermi, a man's name is mentioned. A man who appears to be the very first player in this perplexing little drama. His name is Burt Reed. All right. Three days ago, you woke up on the side of McGrath Avenue, but that's not the real beginning of this, is it? No. Right. So start from the top. Okay. 
to do that, we've got to talk about Burt Reed, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we do. When I first met Burt Reed, he posed a question to me. He said it without hesitation. He asked, Did God speak with you too? On September 14th, Bert was taking his dog for a walk in the woods north of Cheyenne Mountain. Well, as he told it, his dog got spooked. He started moaning and whimpering, so they turned around and headed back for the car. That's when he heard the sound. Well, two sounds, to be more precise. Two tones. And he didn't just hear them, he felt them as well. Down to his toes, is how I believe he put it. Can we just agree that I'm right and move on? This is exhausting. <laughs> this is a joke, right? Come on, you can tell me. Did this morning feel like a joke? No, it didn't. And I'm still feeling that, by the way. That's assault, Mr. Fermi. Whether or not I press charges, we both know what you did was pretty cold. I had no choice. Listen, I can't comment or confirm on anything you're talking about. No need, about. Steven. Your discomfort is written on your face. Can we play poker while we talk? Is this room bugged? It is, right? To whomever is listening, I could really go for a turkey club. No tomato, uh, Diet Pepsi, and oh, I'd love some french fries, both normal and sweet potato, obviously. Big thank you. I need you to sign these before this conversation continues. This is ridiculous. I'm basically signing away my life. Yeah. It is not an average document, but this is not an average situation, is it? You want in? You really want in? Then sign the papers. See, that's the thing I've been trying to tell you. I am in. I've always been in. Thank you. By the way, I just staked my entire career on you. Just like that. No big deal. From 10.45 p.m. until 11.20 p.m., the sound could be heard where Bert Reed and his German Shepherd were hiking. people I trust more than my mother. I have carefully monitored our data and our reports. We're not on the Air Force network. We're not on any network. I have the utmost confidence in our security protocols. I know no information has gotten out. And yet, here you are. I consider myself a rational man. 
I trust the laws of science. They're the mooring that keeps my little paddle boat safely at the dock. But what you're telling me is... I'm going to ask you one more time. How do you know so much? How can you? You know how. It's the thing you've wanted to do since you first heard those two notes. Tell me. I did it. You did it? You did what? I crossed the divide. Yes, there is a Burt Reed in Colorado Springs. He's a mechanic. He's 32. According to his Facebook page, he likes smoking trees and chasing bees. Not exactly the ideal witness for strange phenomena. Or maybe he's perfect. Might just be a matter of opinion. In the days after first hearing meeting number one, I tried calling him several times. Left some long, obnoxious messages. But he wasn't returning my calls. Finally, I got my hands on the address of the car repair shop he worked at. I spoke with my editor, I booked a flight, I gave Gertrude to my neighbor, and then my phone rang. Uh, yeah? Um, uh, this, this is Heather Matthews. You don't know me. Well, did I win something, or you want to sell me something? Uh, neither. I'm, I'm an investigative reporter, and I was wondering if I could talk to you. Oh, we're talking now, are we? What do you want to talk about? Well, a lot of things. You want to talk about the mountain, huh? Yes. You're a mind reader. Yes, I really do. All right, well, I got some kids in need baths, and can I call you after I put them to bed? Yes. So I called my editor back. I canceled my flight. I got Gertrude back from my neighbor. Then I sat and waited and waited and waited. Shit. This is Heather. Hey, hey now, uh, back again. Sorry about that. <laughs> Little ones weren't very sleepy tonight. It took three books to get them down. That's all right. Okay, ask away. Okay, first off, I understand that you and your dog... The Colonel. Your dog is named the Colonel? That's what I said. I like it. He'll keep you in line. Where are you from originally? Tupelo, Mississippi. From string bean to kill a machine. I was in the Marines. Oh, wow. Where did you serve? Iraq. Mostly sites around Baghdad. Garbage man stuff. I don't know what garbage man stuff means, but Bert was an elite soldier. We'll come back to that later. What convinced you to serve? Oh, boy. Might as well ask me who killed JFK. I have no idea. When I joined up, I was uh, 18, and Tupelo seemed so small. And I come back, and it's almost too big. It's like too much going on. So I hightailed to the Rockies, and been here ever since. I don't know. Maybe it's the altitude, or maybe it's the dispensaries. <laughs> but there's a call up here I've been looking for my whole life. You know what I mean? I think I know what you mean. So tell me, what were you and the colonel doing walking in the woods north of Cheyenne Mountain at 11 o'clock at night? Little brown mushrooms. Okay, you were up in the woods hunting for magic mushrooms? Yes, ma'am. 
Now to be clear, I don't do that nonsense around the kids. Their mom gets them on the weekends and that's when I, you know. I believe I do. Were you sober when you and the colonel were hunting? Oh, yes ma'am. It was uh, Thursday. My mom, well, my ex-mother-in-law was at the house watching one of those god-awful HGTV shows and I decided to go hunting. Did you find any? Uh, you know, uh, next question. All right, six million dollar question. What did you hear? Wait, 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 wait. Am I the first person you've talked to about all this? You are. What? Well, I can only tell you so much, but from what I've gathered, seems to me something's woken up out there. What did you hear? I'll tell you the same thing I told them. And I do this, I do this knowing the feds are going to be knocking on my door again as soon as this recording gets out. What? What did they say last time? A whole lot of threats from a whole lot of boys that learned to fight in some gym up in Quantico and not in the schoolyard. It didn't scare me then. They sure as shit don't scare me now. Mr. Reed, for the third time, what did you hear? I heard the voice of God, ma'am. Simple as that. What did he say? The magic number is three. Wait, you're saying the voice of God said... The magic number is three. I know how it sounds, but you seem like a nice enough person, and I'm not going to lie to you. And what does that mean to you? I haven't the slightest clue, Miss Matthews. This voice, are you describing the two tones? Oh, shit. Well, you are a total needle fight, after all. Yeah, that's right, but I didn't just hear him. What do you mean? I mean... I felt them. All over. It's uh, like a sound bath or something. My pup, the colonel, he wasn't acting right, and that's why we were headed home, but when the tones began, he was right as rain. Mr. Reed, I... Listen, I, I, got, I, I better let you go. Uh, I, I got a sick horse. It's a real mess out there. You know, to be continued, okay? Yes, I'd appreciate that. And that was it. The magic number is three. I don't even know where to begin with that one. What are these tones everyone is describing? Obviously, Cheyenne Mountain is responsible for all this, but how exactly? And then there's the divide. After Mr. Fermi says this phrase, the tape goes quiet for a long time. Over two minutes. It sounds like there might be some writing or scribbling, but I can't be sure. It's mostly silence. I'll skip that for you. Here's what was recorded next. You know, my husband Sam and I, we'd, we never told each other, I love you. I mean, we, we'd said it at those few like key moments. The first time, when it was terrifying. Then at our wedding but never otherwise. Saying it to our daughter was easy. I mean, it was always on the tip of my tongue with her. I'd have to stop myself sometimes because I knew it was getting annoying. 
but with Sam, it was like this perfect secret between us. And the less said, the better, you know? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I, I guess after what's happened to me and what I've, what I've lost, my tongue is a little looser these days. I'm not stopping you. It's, it's steady. He and I use this code between us. One of us would say, heard any good jokes lately? And the other would say, just the story of my life. And that's how two gay men say I love you, I guess. You said your family wasn't at home. Where's your family now? Let's just get back to Burt Reed. All right. As best as I understand it, he and his dog began looking around. Initially, the source isn't easy to locate because once you hear it, the sensation is like an echo chamber. It seems to come from everywhere. You're the music theory guy. Have you solved that one yet? I have some theories. So that would be a no. Anyway, he finally located the site. Tell me how the site looks. Exactly. Exactly? You finally believe me? Christ, that took forever. The, the site is a crack in the granite approximately 5 feet 3 inches long. It's uh, fresh with sharp edges, pretty innocuous until the vibrations and tones begin. Next comes the light. What's this? Your sandwich. Oh, great. I want to talk about that light, but I have a meeting to cancel, and I need another tape. The Divide is an alternate Thursdays production. It is directed by Scott William Baumgartner and produced by Vic Singh. Script supervision by Louis Rigolosi and Kamala Kirk. Narration by yours truly.